Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. I have Dr. Luella Ritz on the line. She is a specialist uh, diagnostic radiologist at the Morningside Breast Care Unit. Um, uh, Luella, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you. You didn't miss anything. I was just welcoming you. (laughs) Nikki, I just thought we'd talk today because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it has been since 2006 that breast cancer, the incidence is rising. And the, the reason it's rising is because we're diagnosing more early breast cancers. And as you know, the incidence is increasing with increasing age. Genetics play a part, your personal history, your family history, and a lot of other factors as well, like overweight, lack of exercise, smoking, unhealthy eating habits. And these are all choice decisions that a person makes. But globally, 1.38 million new cases are diagnosed yearly, with just under half a million women dying from their breast cancer. And recent stats in Australia showed that one in four women, one in four female cancers are diagnosed yearly. One in eight women will be diagnosed by the age of 85. And one in 39 of these women will die from their breast cancer. And the only thing that's going to reduce deaths is regular screening. In low- and middle-income countries, the incidence has also been rising steadily. And this is due to increased life expectancy, increased urbanization, and adoption of Western lifestyles. The only thing we can do is diagnose breast cancer early. It remains the cornerstone of breast cancer control. Mammography is therefore the only gold standard that can be used to diagnose breast cancer. We use the latest mammographic machinery, which offers 3D thermographic images, a synthetic 2D image, which then reduces the radiation exposure to the breast. This increases the visualization and early diagnosis. We also have a curved cassette, which is very new on the market. And, of course, knowing the shape of the breast, this also helps with compression, which doesn't have to be overly done and gives just as good images. And why do we want to use mammography? Because the greatest triumph of mammography is to diagnose what we call ductal carcinoma in situ. So let's just go back and look at what a breast looks like. A breast has 12 to 15 trees with a stem opening at the nipple. And the stem comes from numerous branches which end in lobules or the leaves on a tree. All this is surrounded by supporting fibrous or connective tissue. Each lobule produces milk, and of course they're at their largest size during pregnancy and breastfeeding. The ducts can also distend with fluid and appear dilated. And when they're not distended, they measure about 0.1 millimeters in diameter. So ducts can be distended by other reasons, accumulated fluid, debris, which is waste from dead tissue, 
and a lot of benign calcifications. But the one type of breast cancer that develops in these ducts produces long, irregular, branching calcifications, which can be seen on a mammogram. They can look like X, Y, or Z in shape. They can also be round, irregular in shape and size, and in the density that we see them. If we recognize this on a mammogram, there is a great chance that there is ductal carcinoma in situ developing in the breast. This is a malignant epithelial proliferation of the duct cells, and it's every duct has these cells lining the duct, and it's limited by what we call the basement membrane. At this stage, if it has not broken through the basement membrane into the tissue surrounding the ducts, the fat and the fibrous tissue, it will not be in lymphatics, it will not be in the lymph nodes. This is what we call stage naught breast cancer. Every case of ductal carcinoma in situ differs in how it presents, what it looks like under the microscope, how it progresses, and its genetic features. Years going back before the advent of mammography, 3 to 5% of breast cancer diagnoses were DCIS. The advent of screening mammography, the incident is now 25% of newly diagnosed breast cancers. A lot of these ductal carcinoma in situ are also found at autopsy in women. And some of these remain undetected, never symptomatic in a woman's lifetime. The diagnosis does not decrease your mortality because 70%, more than about 76% of DCIS are diagnosed in women from 45 to 74 with an, with an increasing incidence as one ages. So we're going to pick up on the mammogram 50 to 75%, but 25% will never be seen without the presence of microcalcifications. We are shining the spotlight on breast cancer and bringing breast cancer awareness to you. We have on the line Dr. Luella Ritz, um, and Luella is the director of the Bone and Breast Care Center in Morningside, and giving us a, a wonderful step-by-step breakdown um, of, of the importance of mammography, of the um, early diagnosis of ductal carcinoma in situ, um, and just the impact that um, this early um, detection is having on, on um, people and, and the treatment that then follows. Um, Luella, I, I didn't want to interrupt you. I am going to uh, ask you to continue. You, you, we had spoken about, um, you know, the diagnosis uh, between the ages of 40, to 74, and just before you do continue, just for our listeners, at what stage should they be um, starting to go for, for mammograms? And then please continue. Well, all women should start at the age of 40 and continue annually. However, if you have a family member, first-line family member, a mother, sister, daughter, father, who had breast cancer, say, in their 
40s or 30s, you have to start screening much earlier. Okay. Okay. Um, you were, yes, you, you were talking Should about... Should I carry on? Please, okay. yes, you were talking about that 25% not seen. Yeah, so that means that we underestimate the extent of this ductal carcinoma in situ. And in that area, if it's not diagnosed, breast cancer will develop later. You can use MRI to diagnose breast cancer. It has a high pickup rate, and it's seen as clumped or segmental enhancement. So this ductal carcinoma in situ that we can then diagnose is diagnosed if you can see an area on the ultrasound following your mammogram, you can biopsy it using core biopsy techniques. However, the majority of these presentations do not have any sonar-associated abnormalities, and this is when you have to do what we call a vacuum-assisted core biopsy, and we have to use the same x-rays we use to find the calx on the mammogram to identify the area of importance and under local anesthetic, sample the area with an adequate amount of tissue to avoid underdiagnosing the condition. So the ductal carcinoma in situ that we're looking at has many varied presentations. It can be very low grade, it can be intermediate grade, and it can be also high grade. So that we can see there's a lot of biodiversity. And this diagnosis of a pre-invasive lesion does not mean that you have an invasive breast cancer. However, the higher the grade, the more aggressive is the ductal cells, the more cells that are dividing, there's a higher risk of the cancer that is going to be found and could break through the basement membrane and produce a small invasive tumor. Low-grade ductal carcinoma can be indolent, but can also be potentially hazardous. Currently, all these lesions are excised, as we still lack the knowledge which ductal carcinoma in situ lesions will progress to become invasive lesions and surgery will therefore reduce the risk of relapse. Ductal carcinoma on its own has an excellent 10-year survival of about 98%. The worrying feature is that we only see the area outlined by calcifications, but some ductal carcinoma in situ does not calcify. So before surgery, we would put a hook wire to bracket the area that we can visualize. This area is excised, and the tissue with the hook wire and the calcifications are x-rayed just after they have been removed to make sure that the area that is involved is seen on the x-ray and has been included. Only once the pathologist has looked at the specimen will we know if there is no other DCIS at the margins. And remember, the bigger the area that's involved, 
the more extensive surgery will be required and it could actually land up even being a mastectomy. This is a surgical decision and he will make, he or she will make that decision. So that's what I've tried to present to you today, that we need to diagnose this occult invasive disease, which is seen in 26% of mammograms that we look at. And it's a very important pickup and it's a very important fact for women to know why they should be coming for annual screening mammograms. Hmm. Over to you, Nikki. Wow, Mela, thank you for that breakdown. Incredible and so well explained. Um, so let's, let's look at, I mean, I, I kind of interrupted you and asked for the age and you said from the age of 40 unless there is um, a history of a mother or a sister, you know, who, who has had, or a father who's had uh, breast cancer. Um, Luella, let me ask you this, and I think maybe some people think, um, you know, there are often stories, and I think you and I have discussed it before, with exposure to radiation. And I think at the time you said, you know, there is so much radiation around us any, anyway. Perhaps just for our listeners who do hesitate because they think maybe once a year going and exposing themselves to that radiation that there could be any kind of damage or any kind of risk involved. Perhaps we can just talk to that. Okay. First of all, the low machinery that the new machinery that we're using today offers the lowest dose possible to get the best images that we can to diagnose breast cancer. The time that the breast is compressed is extremely short, and the radiation dose to the breast is extremely low. And it's very difficult to prove that it has caused the problem, but according to all the fundis, there is no risk of having your mammogram causing a breast cancer. Thank you. And also the importance of um, um, d doing self-examination as well. I mean, you talk about this um, diagnosis, the early diagnosis of ductal carcinoma in situ, and you said that it's, it's, it's stage zero, stage naught, however you said it. Now, if someone comes for a mammogram, and maybe a month or two later, um, they, you know, this uh, carcinoma, this ductal carcinoma inside you starts to form in the breast as you explained it. Um, in any way, um, should, I mean, what, what I'm pointing to is even if you've gone for a mammogram, you, you should be self-examining every month as well. You should be self-examining and looking at your breast, looking at the skin, for any puckering or dimpling, looking at the, the nipple that it's not pulled inwards. There's no discharge from the nipple, and the discharge we particularly look for is clear like water or a bloody discharge. And then to feel your breasts and see if you feel anything that's not usually there, like a lump or a bump, and to watch it and see if you're a young girl, it might be hormonal changes, see what happens at your next period. But if it persists, you should definitely get it followed up. Fantastic. Luella, thank you so much for your time, for your expertise. We so appreciate it. Do take care. Of course, it uh, is the Bone and Breast Center in Morningside. People can contact you directly for appointments. We thank you for your time. Thank you, Nikki, and good luck going forward.